Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 320 of The Sausage Factory. Welcome! In this episode I chat to Thomas Sulla of Little Chicken Game Company about the action-adventure game The Falconeer. Now Thomas is a very enthusiastic individual. And those of you who may listen to this show with younger people, very young people like children and stuff, might not want to actually let this episode... Because, unfortunately, or fortunately, he's enthusiastic. Thomas is very enthusiastic. And to the point where he does swear quite a lot. And that's fine. I'm not going to beep him out. We don't do that here on, on the Sausage Factory. But I'm just warning you. A friendly warning. I would say friendly. Well, just, it's just letting you know that that's what you... He's, he's a great guest about a great game that is the Falconeer. And he's working on it tirelessly. Um, and uh, it's such an honour to have him on the show. I was so happy to have him on. It was a launch game on the Xbox Series X and S, and um, I did get it on on launch. I was so it's just such a good game, such a good game. And we go into real depth about how he developed it and uh, his backstory and fascinating stuff and fascinating guest, fascinating game, and more things attributed to the word fascinating can be affixed to this particular episode of the Sausage Factory, which you're going to listen to, but just not with little little ones around, because, you know, it gets a bit excited. Do, do you want to do we, do we, listen to me from the past trying to rein him in and fail abysmally? It's great. Chris, take it away. Thomas. Hi. 
Who are you and what do you do? Um, <laughs> I'm Thomas Sala. I uh, make video games. Been doing that for a while now. Uh, and I recently made The Falconeer. You have, which is why you're here. Yeah, <laughs> which is a thing. It's amazing. <laughs> and when I first saw it at PAX, APAX, I don't know which one it was, Tom. I know we at met the Boston PAX, I think. Boston PAX, yeah. I like East. PAX East. I do. Yes, it's cold. I mean, it's like, you know, west sorry, east coast of America, when it gets cold, it hurts. You know? When it when it's cold <laughs> over here in Europe, it's not doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Okay. No, not anymore. No, not anymore. It doesn't hurt. Whereas East Coast America hurts. It's a painful Yeah, cold. you've got that ocean rain thing going yeah. on in your face. <laughs> but Boston is sort of nice. I, 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 do. I do like I do like it. It reminds us it reminds me of home a bit. Well, I did go looking out. I, I tried to get everybody. Let's find a, a really rough neighborhood with an Irish bar, but that, that didn't work out. No, they used to be. They used to have it down. down it's very neighbor. civilized now. It is a bit, yeah. But anyway, it's an, all, all the punk is gone. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. how did you make your start making flashy, lighty video games? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm one of those people that always wanted to make video games when I was a kid. We were just, you know, we were going on about Elite and MSX. I, I, I always wanted to make video games. I don't know right. why. Well, I know, I know why. Everybody knows why when they play games. Um, and I started off, uh, I went to school to be an interaction designer and in art school of all places because uh, there wasn't, that is, this is previous century stuff. There wasn't any game courses no you know open sale all the stuff you have now where you know every university has a game design course it didn't exist so interaction design was basically <laughs> i think the only thing uh, and after that uh after the final year me and some others uh, set up a studio little chicken game company uh in the netherlands which wasn't the smartest thing back in 2001 because there was nothing i don't i think steam just started up uh, but yeah, there was no really self-publishing. Cool. I remember when Steam arrived, because like you, I'm quite old. And uh, sorry, no offense, everyone, but you know, <laughs> we're amongst friends. And I remember when Steam kicked in, and when they said, "Oh, you need to install Steam to to play Half Life 2. and everyone threw it yeah, yeah. up in the air. Went, "This is outrageous! This is against my personal human rights!" And now everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah. what's what's?" Sorry. Yeah, Steam is holy. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's, not, yeah it's, it's quite weird. And then the whole Epic Games thing, and everyone's going, "I'm not going to use that." Like, why? Because I'm not. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's well, so so we started off in that in in that time, mm. uh, and and back then, you know, uh, in the Netherlands, you had no game industry. You had you know the precursors to Guerrilla and stuff, but no publishers, no contact, no box, no. No clue. Well, let's put it like we had no, no clue how to no, no. make a living of games. So we ended up making educational games and games for the web, like you do back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did all that for quite a bunch of time. Uh, got quite good at it. Uh, always tried to do entertainment things in beneath, but uh, uh, didn't pan out. And at uh, and that culminated eventually in making. Uh, some interesting games people might know, or probably not, because I'm not huge, but uh, uh, they did, uh, and I helped on that, uh, Wrecked for Nintendo Switch and Mobile, which was this really crazy driving game where all the colors changed, like a skateboarding, car driving game. Okay. Uh, really, really budget title. Uh, and we did uh, um, uh, Track Lab VR for Sony PlayStation, which was published by Sony here in London. Mm -hmm. So it was, we worked with first-party Sony, 
doing crazy VR stuff. Eh, uh, no, 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 it's very niche making music in VR. Uh, so that I did that for quite a long time, 17 years or something. Uh, but at some point, uh, well, that's how I got into it, actually. Okay. So that's the, no, that's the early stages. I mean, what's really interesting, you said, you know, you're... you're you went into interactive design, which is the only course that had a vague sort of like yeah. link to, to video games because that's all there was. Because, yes, you're right, courses at university for, for video game development were, are a relatively recent invention, believe it or not, everyone. Um, and we have a lot of guests on that have been graduates of said courses, these, these recent courses you and I would have love to have had back in the day but in we had a choice didn't we have had like um computer science which isn't <laughs> I mean, yeah which which uh, I, I did i did a couple of studies because because i found that one and all the other ones didn't allow me just to sit down and make games and that yeah. one was sort of an art school so they yeah. called it that but i said oh, i just interested i just started making games every assignment they gave okay i'll turn this into a game yeah uh, so i made I my mean, own game design for it's it's honestly akin to uh, someone wanting to be a mechanic, but instead studying the 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 tools through which that we need to be a mechanic. Without without because we're all proud of the industry we're in and how high tech it is. It, it's more like wanting to be uh, you know an airplane engineer and ending up you know fixing golf carts. Yeah, because uh, that was what web design all that shit felt to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which not no disrespect to web design. Well, it's a little bit, but yeah, it's a yeah. different ball game. It's it's it's, it's you know it's like uh, it's 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 a, uh, so yeah. I I I think people are well. It's not spoiled because some of those courses aren't good. Some of are good. It's very difficult to make a good game design or game art course, yeah. and then make sure people from that end up in the industry. I know there's lots of frustration in game design students you know because there's not enough jobs especially over here there's not you know there's new there's more game courses than there are game studios taking in all those people mm. um but that said you know it's 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 a, a fruitful garden uh in comparison to you know uh, when we grew up when, yeah like you said computer sciences or art were the only direction yeah, but i i, yeah, I kind of yeah. like that because you have a more eclectic um starting point yeah. And that's why we, you know, we've always done strange stuff uh, with games before this. You know, uh, we made a game for blind kids to help them uh, uh, fix their how do you call it um, motor skills. Right. And this stuff right. weird. Well, we did it on Nintendo Switch, so we were one of those companies doing all the weird stuff. Nice. Uh, but it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, uh, <laughs> it's uh, that is a different starting point from you know. I always wanted to be a triple A game developer. I never, yeah, never yeah. really became a triple. A game developer, but uh, that's where you want to be at. I, yeah, I, know. I mean, <laughs> I'll uh, it, it, it is quite extraordinary that uh, we, you and I, started with machines that were. We were talking about earlier in the virtual green room about how they're very diminutive. They, they have very little horsepower. They, you know, you had to really shoehorn something out of these machines. Whereas now, the the the, the oh. you're not so much limited by the technology too much. There is limits, but um, now it's more of a case of how many resources you've got as a developer to, to create these things. And, uh, you know, we've had everyone from, like yourself, a sort of a solo developer, right through to someone like Ubisoft or something, who've got thousands yeah. of people across the planet um, making, but they're still making games. Ultimately, 
Uh, ultimately, yeah. it's roughly the same process yeah. still, and it's mostly yeah. the same tools as well. It's it just, is, yeah. like I said, yeah. it's uh, um, uh, production values. I think yeah. that's uh, production values. A nice word, and you know, yeah, yeah, okay. Not everybody can have Keanu Reeves do six thousand lines of voice. Yeah, no, as a ghost of someone who's not really. Anyway, yeah. we're not here to talk about cyberpunk, are we? Well, we could do, but if you like, we we will we'll, we'll digress because it's <laughs> that time, I guess. <laughs> so my next question. Uh, and uh, this is a difficult one to ask, but I, I have to ask it because you're a creator, Thomas. And whether you like it or not, this is something that has to be expressed, I believe, because it's why it's it's like my next question after we build up to who you are, which is what we've got to now. Is um, as a creator of things, what do you believe your biggest influences are? Oh uh, yeah, why? Well, uh... Uh, I did, uh, so, so that's a really uh, that's one of those you can take that anyway. So I know, uh, I know. there there is so um, well if we segue later on into the process on, on you know what what inspires you for a game, which yeah. can also be you know, like, a matter of self. If if, if, I, if I leave all the self expression and self exploration yes. out of yes. it for a bit, I I am a so old school. I am a huge fantasy sci fi fan. Right. Uh, so that's one part. But uh, so uh, I do like hard sci-fi. So I'm not into the you know. Uh, um, uh, I'm not a bit. I I don't play D and I'll play AD and D games and Baldur's Gate and stuff. Love that. But when I'm storytelling, I'm not interested in in hand waving magic stuff. I like my you know. The, I I'm more of a you know hard. Uh, uh, sci-fi kind of geek. So um, to, to, to lock it into something that the listener might be understand what we mean by that, and indeed what you, th- I believe you mean by that. I uh, so uh, I like things that are sort of um, uh, so um, so an author I really like is, uh, and I'm going to butcher his name because it's it's a pseudonym, is China Meville. Okay, uh, who writes really interesting freak. Uh, sci-fi or uh, it's which is uh, it's fancy it's sci-fi it's and, and it's really freakishly um, unbeholden to any rules I love that uh, but there's no there's no uh, you know there's it, and it stays away from the tropes so for me the tropes like uh, you know uh, having the D&D style wizard or the Gandalf style, style wizard the barbarian all those archetypical fantasy things uh, I enjoy playing those, but when I want to tell a story, that's uh, uh, um, uh, it, I, I like things to be different, so and strange. So let's put it like this. So would so, you would do you, do you like June, for example? Yeah, yeah, June. So June okay. is an excellent example. So, so I'm a huge yeah. June June nerd. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll go sit and watch June lore videos for hours. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So thank you. So uh, that's where I was going. I think oh, I know where he's going with this because I love the first book. Not so keen on the rest of them, but the first. I love them. So, so I am. So, if you have the people in the first book, which is a great book, yes. And then, but if you go to Emperor of June, it becomes all philosophical and yes. political. It goes I love deep. that. I love it because it's right. it's it's okay. It's it's so grand and uh, it's it's. I did well. If you look at the Falconer, even I. So I don't yeah. like intimacy. I need things to be overwhelmingly. Um, uh, yeah, epic, and so I, I like the scale of Dune and and, yes, and uh, Dune God that. Emperor, 
the, the philosophy behind it uh, and, and mm. to, you know, to explore that sort of dark character. It's very dark. So I, I like things to be dark. Yeah, definitely dark and gritty. Um, epic, philosophical. Uh, it's like the intellectual. So um, uh, although I do enjoy 40K uh, uh, stuff uh, and all that grim dark, uh, but uh, that speaks to my dark side and the fact that there's lots of lore, and which, and which is quite a complicated lore set in itself, which is interesting, uh, with lots of you know moral ambiguities. Yeah, uh, I think um, 40K, though, in my humble opinion, is a deeply British dark black comedy. <laughs> Which oh is- yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge anglophile, uh, so uh, that'll fit. I grew up on on on, on British comedy. Yeah. You know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I love. Because uh, uh, you, you look at it and go, this is absurd. Because I've run sort of pen and paper RPGs of Wrath and Glory, which came out recently, and you're playing it and you realise that this is this is absurd. You know, like everyone's sort of like, well, you know, for the you know the emperor protects the righteous. And it's like, what is this? And all the, you know, all the combat in the game is brutal and very, very fast. And I'm thinking, yeah. why is why is all the combat running out after two rounds? I go, oh, that's right. They're using massive automatic weapons that fire little rockets. You'd think that wouldn't last. Very- <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, the combat's it's, not going to last very long. <laughs> yeah, but that's good. well, there's a, I, I, I do sort of enjoy that bit. Yeah. Uh, so it's very, so there, there's all the I, I read a lot of sci-fi and uh, right. So I'm getting uh, from you is that you're influenced by your biggest influence, like cultures, vast cultures and societies um, yeah well so like the uh, well the the yeah. Ian Banks novel stuff like that I love because they're expensive and I, I I am the guy that will read a book and then go online and read all the lore uh I I, I love the so that's a, but I also right. read you know more uh heavy uh you know like June or stuff or mm. even uh, non-fiction and stuff uh, so I read quite a lot um Games wise, it's uh, well, that's uh, the clear. The inspirations are for the Falconeros gear, but so, so I did love Skyrim modding. That sort of my first steps in doing entertainment uh, for Moonpath to elsewhere for Skyrim, right? Uh, which was a fairly popular mod, popular mod okay. in in the day, mm-hmm. and I love the Skyrim and especially the Morrowind style of world building because the Morrowind is just a marvel. Isn't uh, it? So people uh, don't know this. Thank you for saying that. Yes, Oblivion was a great game, as is Skyrim, but. Morrowind, let's give it give it a shout you know what? out. You know, it is weird. It you know you have gods with split personalities and yeah. uh, it, it, or or make do it yourself godliness and it's it's a very interesting um, uh, lore. I, I I sometimes feel seeing up to Skyrim that the remaining team members of, of at Bethesda are struggling to make sense of it, <laughs> sort of keep it coherent. Yeah, I mean, how... the, or there's still still geniuses there that are keeping those weird-ass beginnings from Morrowind alive in Skyrim because some of that's still valid. Oh, I love that. It was uh, weird. So Skyrim it was, is a new... Yeah, it's classic late 1990s yeah. RPG stuff, wasn't it? It's like, you didn't know what you are doing. No, we don't, but we're going to throw it in anyway. <laughs> No, well, I think where it is, I think what, what I was trying to earlier is that they were unconstrained by, uh, let's say we now have a gaming tradition uh, after so many years. And I think back then they were unconstrained. And then now there is so many pressure on any developer to stick to what works, or especially these big studios. 
So, uh, and that wasn't a thing back then, you know, they could experiment and have, you know, go off on their tangents and uh, in a sense, be more artistic. Um, uh, we are personally not, you know, not motivated by any social trends. They're just, uh, there are good things now that weren't back then. Let's let's not say that, but there was a certain freedom to games like Morrowind and a time when, let's see, there weird games, you know, that were barely successful. You know, uh, I think they might try to make a couple of Clive Barker books into games, which yeah. were super interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's uh, as an example of that period, there's the the Blade Runner adventure, which I still fondly remember as a, a, as a triumph of writing yeah. parallel to movies. I, I think I was 16 or something. This is what a movie game should be, you yeah, know. It's utterly yeah, yeah. new and original. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's I have a lot of oh I guess yeah, I have a lot of fondness for that specific period. So yeah, uh, yeah. okay. So no, that I'm... that's in game. Yeah, that's in that, games. That, yeah. yeah. So uh... that's games. And then there's uh, so what else was so and and I like uh, I I I during the Falconer I discovered YouTube or a little before uh, I like to sit watch history history podcasts and history uh, streams right. and uh, I do like uh, I, I I developed a certain for the Falconer certainly it's sort of an interest in um, uh, stories about heroes and 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 a sort of distaste for them in what we do in games where we. You know, like lots of people, you know, we're all introspective about we're making the entire industry is aware we're making games about mostly heroes because that works in the context of, you know, a game where you get better at something, defeat something. Uh, and then uh, we, we're calling things heroic. But uh, uh, even now, if you look at the most modern games, it's uh, 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 trying to do interesting tales about broken heroes and, 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 and heroes and sacrifice and now go out and kill 80 henchmen. Uh, or 80 monsters or you know let's say 80 living beings and explode them in the most violent way possible uh, so there's a fa- I, that i share that fascination many designers have uh, and I, I, one of the things i found out was that if you look at the, i've said it before but i still still might might do a game on this if you look at the iliad which i haven't read in, in an, any intellectual level you know the clay, great greek classic uh, but I, I saw someone online explain it and it suddenly made a lot more sense. Uh, is that the half, you know, half the book, roughly not uh, chronologically, is is violent. You know, it's yeah. video game violent. Yeah. It's it's here. Here's this prince from there and there. He just left his wife. Oh, arms go flying off, ripped yeah, apart yeah. by Hector. Uh, it's 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 a wholesale slaughter for you know every couple of pages, and then the the majority of the book is still only about the human story of yeah. the king of troy yeah. losing his son and uh, achilles losing his best friend uh, and then going out and killing the son of king priam uh, and then keeping his body because he's angry and frustrated and traumatized by losing his friend so he keeps the guy he killed in revenge he keeps the body for himself and refuses to give it back to his father the king of troy uh, and until that king of troy comes begging in at night on his knees, kissing the feet of Achilles, can I have the body of my son back? And they sort of, how do you call it, have a moment where they both realize, you know, it's about loss and, you know, the cost of this fucking war. Uh, but it's, it's that's an interesting, you know, what we would say, that's a great modern novel, yeah. but they wrapped it in insane amounts of violence. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a fascinating, that just fascinated me. I think, well, that's such a good analogy for games, yeah. for what we're trying to do. It is. I, I, you know, I, we're stuck. I, you just think of the main character in Uncharted. You know, I'm not sure if you've played those games, but 
this world knows yeah, yeah. He, he will kill hundreds. He kills hundreds, hundreds. hundreds, hundreds. of people in that game. And it's like, he's just a murder hobo. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> He just murderizes yeah. hundreds of people, and yet he's the good yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it's. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yeah, and that, uh, I think we're stuck in that loop, and that uh, to feel that that loop, you know, or that constraint is, we we didn't come up with that. You know, no, that was no. constraint when someone tried a story. Uh, they wanted to be read out among the fireplaces and 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 you know the homes yeah. of the ancient yeah. world yeah. where people yeah. couldn't read. Uh, how do you wrap this interesting moral tale? Yeah. Uh, well, let's add a lot of violence to it to make sure people are listening. stories, whatever works. But <laughs> whatever works, you know. Yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, and uh, I I think that at a level makes me feel better is that it's not something we invented. No. It is. Yeah. Part of human. Let's say the masculine part of human nature. Yeah. Um, nothing new under the sun. So it's. Yeah. It's nothing new under the sun, but it's interesting. You know, uh, it, so it's like you want to tear it down, but you also want to find the value in it because, yeah. you know, you love yeah. all that violent, explodey bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, in the previous so, episode of this show, we, we interviewed developers for, for Haven, which is a great game. And okay. uh, there's no violence in it. They do fight, but they don't actually kill anyone. <laughs> they just pacify yeah. them. It's quite interesting. It's lovely. But there's, there's deliberately no actual permanent harm committed there is violence but no permanent harm they recover after the it's a thing <laughs> it's, it's, you know what it's, it's a thing i've toyed wearing the falconeer not, not everybody's figured it out because it's you know covered in layers of Indeed. other experimentation Indeed. Uh, but uh, uh the the that the aversion to video game violence uh uh yeah, it's super interesting. And when mm. things are interesting, I, I want to fit around with it. So yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when we get to your design questions, you'll find yeah, some we'll answers there. Yeah, we'll talk about there. that, yeah. So next question, and this one is also difficult, you know, uh, but it's uh, give you some give – give, you might have something you haven't thought about before, and that's why I ask it. But uh, I'm going to ask it anyway because I know you don't live in a bubble. None of us do. So what developer do you most admire in the industry and why? Uh, can be a person uh, or a company there have been there have been so there have been um uh so uh i'll go down to two roads just to yeah, illustrate yeah. uh yeah. uh there there are many more but um so one is bethesda because I, yeah. I the so i spend a lot of time in skyrim and uh the way they tell stories uh and i do think you know um uh Skyrim was the best example of that. Yeah. Uh, perhaps Morrowind, uh, not so much in. Uh, uh, and I hope they get back to that quality for the new Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and on any new. They're making it so. Yeah, yeah and uh, they are now back in the single-person business, so uh, uh, that'd be good. But it's like in Skyrim, you could walk around and uh, you'd find a dead orc, and uh, or you'd find an orc hunched over a dead woman on a log. And you'd go slay the orc, and then you read all the notes and figure out it was actually they ran off from their village because it wasn't allowed for an orc and a human to be in love. And you slaughtered the orc who, you know, while his uh, girlfriend got slinched, basically. So you, uh, you did a very bad thing. And by figuring it out yourself, you placed right. that context. 
I thought there were many examples that some weren't as, you know, uh, but that was one of the things that stuck with me. I They left very little clues. I, I fell into their game design trap. Eh? I did the wrong thing. Then I left another, and it felt like a natural, you know, I did this. And they left me the clues to feel this way that I made a mistake and now I'm going to do the quest to clean it up or whatever to redeem myself. Uh, There were so many things there which were well-written and which which drew you along and where you would make choices based on little hints they'd give. But it was ultimately your choice. I wasn't forced to kill that orc or whatever. Uh, I, I, I think that's... I have a, a great admiration, you know, for just establishing that genre in a way and the way that way of storytelling. I think that's uh, inspiring, and I, I loved it to bits. Uh, the other one, uh, so from another tangent, uh, so but these are all on a technical level. So, uh, um, uh, uh, is relic. So uh, I loved Homeworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still play Company of Heroes, the original, not the second one. Cause, uh, but they had this golden age where every game they made were was you know their first 40k war it was really great games, oh, wasn't uh, it? Oh, but especially sick. yeah, Donald yeah. So that, that I, I, I think if I, I call myself a fan. I was a fan for Relic at you know earlier yeah. this century. Well, um, uh, if you look at Homeworld, uh, the the first couple, well, Homeworld the series. As a tech, as a visual artist who went into game design, because I identified first as a three visual artist, because that was my route in through the you know interaction design. That's where I want to make three D games, three D art. Um, uh, the the visual art for Homeworld is so distinct, you yeah. know. Uh, uh, even when they did the upgrade or the special, it is super distinct. That's due to the concept art, but it's also the technical execution they used, which is. Uh, where they didn't focus on extreme detail stuff because most of that tech, but they were on the forefront of finding new solutions to do things, you know, even the gating between, uh, you know, the hyper gating they had. Uh, but, you know, the entire um, starscape is just vertex colors and vertices translated for it. It's like uh, uh, you can go back and analyze how they've figured out for the things for the first time. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, they did many original tricks to make things look very clean and stuff. So as an artist, I have great admiration for the visual art they put down there because it's that was a, 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 a two to force in so many ways. Uh, me, so those are two. Yeah, I just think for me, the mothership of Homeworld is the icon. That huge, but I think of... I think the concept art for the mothership is yeah. I think I I saw in a fantasy art book. A yes. decade before that, yes. I think it's a classic art piece they used as inspiration. Yes, yes, it's, it's definitely, fairly well known. Yeah, sci-fi art from the nineteen seventies. That's where it. Yeah, yeah, from. but it, it has. That, I think it's Foss or one of those really famous concept artists, and then you know sci-fi paint with when the colored stripes and stuff. Uh, it's really distinct, and it, yeah. it's so uh, the way they translate it is so clean, and then it's really atmospheric. I think I read a review back then. They made space colorful, and, and they did. You know, it's all foggy, wispy clouds and stuff. Yeah, uh, space. It was not wonderful. Black. It's like a uh, space is not black. Atmospheric. It That's is, it is quite colorful, for the not for the most yeah. Part, it is colorful <laughs> and moody. It's super moody. So yeah. uh, those are two de- developers that definitely inspired me to do different things. Excellent. No wonderful answers to that one, and. Uh, 
One last question before we move on to the second half where we uh, examine the Falconer, which is this. What are you playing right now? I I am not allowed to play anything. So at the last couple, at the last or a modern game I've played yes. is um, uh, was The Witcher Three, and after that, Breath of the Wild. Okay. Uh, so since then, uh, I think I've tried. So I, I, I gave myself. If you want to make a game by yourself, you have to have a certain amount of discipline, mm. and. Uh, being uh, an ADD type character, that is a problem. So one of the things that I, I didn't allow myself to play in the new games. When I would get too stressed, I'd play Company of Heroes uh, and go go get defeated because I suck at it uh, <laughs> online. And that's that's about it. I think after the game was mostly done, I, I got uh, COVID at, uh, a couple of weeks before launch. Oh, no. And when I got better, I was still couldn't work. I had to rest. So I played. I tried to play. Um, uh, this French uh, spider uh, RPG. Um, oh, what's it called? Uh, greed, greed, greed something. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me let me quickly Google. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't get into the. Uh, 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 yes, I think spider is. Uh, it's not called greed. Uh, I don't know. Greedful. 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 Yes. Yeah, know. but I couldn't yeah. get into the controls. Uh, oh, I, I did okay. enjoy their other games. Right. Um, so that's... Uh, but I think that's... Oh, I, I tried a, lot, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, uh, Iron Iron something. The, the Steampunk uh, Company of Heroes homage. Okay. Uh, uh, Iron something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, 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 but beyond that, I'm not play. I am waiting for Cyberpunk. Yes, <laughs> but I, I, I haven't been living in a bubble. No, so no I at the time of recording, the we're, it's the day before Cyberpunk releases. It's the day before, but I, yeah. I so uh, I'm actually making new content for the Falconeer. So I reestablished my rule, mm. and now it's I can get to play Cyberpunk when and if they patch it to a, a decent level. Personally, I'm gonna uh, wait. For two reasons, I have the next gen machines because of, well, I say next gen, the yeah. current gen now because they're out. Um, and yeah. uh, so I'm waiting for that version of Cyberpunk to appear. Isn't isn't the Series X version coming out tomorrow as well? No, it's only the previous generation yeah. machines and uh, PCs being. Released. Oh, they're gonna do a special. Oh no, yeah, wait for that. You want to do that? I'm just gonna wait for the you know because I've got an all scene. I've got a PS5 and an X Series X. You know why? Why would I? You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna play it on PC because I don't want to scare the kids that run around. Yeah. Uh, with yeah, so uh, I'm gonna play it upstairs, and I've got uh, screen space from here. So this screen nice. here. Nice. I've I've got a lot of screen. And <laughs> that'll, that'll, work. that'll work. I bought a PC last year that they said could play it at recommended setting settings. So nice. I should be all right ish. Yeah. I, I did. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I'm not super excited by the fact that being of FPS mostly, but uh, we'll, we'll have to see. I'm, I'm, yeah, and they could have gone get, third person, but strangely they went FPS on that because you just think. Oh, yeah, well, I, I get. Uh, I can't do FPS anymore because I'm old and I get uh, <laughs> VR disease. I get a little nauseous. Oh, so I hope it doesn't do that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. And then there's, you know, like a couple, three years of games I've missed out on. No. Which I can slowly rediscover. Yeah. There's lots of indie games I want to play, and uh, but I need to do so much work before then. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Horizon Zero Dawn was a good one for the last three years. I enjoyed that. I, uh, I liked that. I, I played the intro, and, uh, and yeah, I'm going to see it. Uh, I haven't played Red Dead Redemption. I oh, enjoyed yeah. the first there's one. There's that, yeah. So and That's uh, on PC. Uh, so. yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's uh, sign off the first half and uh, delve into the second half where we uh, swoop into the Falconeer. Sorry, everyone. I've seen so many puns. You can't hurt me anymore. I've seen them all. <laughs> so, before we can delve deep into the Falconeer, Thomas, could you tell us, in your own words, what you believe the Falconeer is? Uh, so, okay, so the so for people who've seen it, 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 it looks like a fancy air combat game in the vein of Crimson Sky, so kind of arcadey, but... Uh, 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 that is what it initially looks like. It is what it is is a, 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 an expressive piece of art by someone who was um, fairly stuck in a burnout, in an unhealthy situation, trying to break free, uh, and then uh, uh, escaped from that and made a game about <laughs> escaping into freedom and not being able to. Uh, so that is the Falconeers. Uh, the, the, uh, it is very much an art game. Uh, uh, where you know all the uh, so so the, it is that 
And it is also a homage to a certain style of air combat game and my own take on it. So it's, that might be a very weird combination for, and I can see it's for a lot of people that go in, oh, oh, this is not entirely what I expected. Uh, it is uh, 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 it is a combination of those things. Yeah, and, it's uh, the, certainly there's a lot of flying in aero combat, but I think underlying it is this extraordinary tale. I mean, it really is extraordinary tale that you're trying to portray. And I think what most people, and I was guilty of this when I played it for the first five minutes, I thought it was the pace was at this rate, but it's not. It's this. Well, again, uh, okay. okay. So my sins again, game sins against game pacing. I'll yeah. explain. Uh, uh, so someone, uh, someone relayed me a bit of advice. Rami Ismail gave them. Uh, and he said, well, you should always start at the last bit of your game first. Do the last level first. Oh, okay. uh, and then do the rest. Uh, due to the nature of nature of the game, when I started it out, I I, uh, I work very how do you call it subconsciously. Just I just wake up and I'll go like that, right. literally. And then I, a couple of days later, I have to analyze what the fuck were, was I dreaming about? What's it about? And let's make sense of it. Uh, but that means when I started the story of the game, I had some goals for the story. I, I knew where it was going to end, yes. roughly, but I didn't know how it was going to get there. I didn't know what gameplay I wanted to add in that. So uh, I had to make it chronologically. Chapter first, one first. Chapter two, yeah. second. Chapter three, chapter four. So if you play chapter four, things are going at breaknet speed. Oh, you know? yeah. and it's introducing, introducing new mechanics and stealth. And uh, there is very little of the fluff that is there in chapter one. Yeah. Uh, all in all, I'd say chapter four, for the modern gamer is the best chapter because yeah. it's you know it just it has no breaks and then boom, boom, boom. I'd, I'd, I'd say the last minish mission should have had more breathing space but um uh, uh to explain the story but on the whole that is where uh, where also that's the bit where i'm i got really competent with the tools i made mm -hmm. with knowing what i could do deviate from that path and the only thing constraining me was the deadline for the launch title so uh there was a bit of that and chapter three was better but still a bit the things and chapter one and two um you can see it, it took me a long time to get going so those chapters are really slow because i massively over underestimated uh how long people would take in those chapters i yeah. literally up until a month for release i thought well chapter one well, you can rush through it in about two hours that'd be fine it's just the introduction he's drafted. People spent 12, 13 hours in chapter one just exploring the world. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that is an, a complete tunnel vision of a uh, creator, which you end up with. <laughs> so uh, chapter one just takes way too long. And then chapter two, but it already has a little little bit more oomph to it. Yeah. Uh, and chapter three is a lot more oomph. And chapter four is, holy shit, this is yeah. epic. <laughs> um, and I, I wish... I'd taken. I, I'd wish. I'd. I had. I did. We did have a look uh, with the publisher if we can take out bits of chapter one. But you know, there's a reality to that. That uh, there's not that much you could take out of it. Uh, so the the the. I know there are people that enjoy it for the fact that it is a game that's a slow starter. And one of the things is you can't start in chapter four and work yourself well your way sort of back. Mm. That's why it's open ended. Yeah, or why yeah. people can, uh, and I've just changed it from chapter, so it's no longer called chapter, but just you know, campaign or whatever. Yeah. So that's that's so there's some confusing where where you get stuck with yourself and you have to find a way. Uh, but lots of people like it. Uh, the thing I'm doing now is 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 basically adding content to chapter one. So instead of trying to redo your game, 
You say, well, people are spending 12 hours in chapter one because not all the side content unlocks in chapter one because the world's yeah. at peace. In chapter four, everybody said war. So there's war yeah. missions and take down fortresses that aren't available in that chapter. So every every you know every third review went who never got to chapter two because you know uh, that's how reviews work. They play a couple hours. Uh, they said, well, there's not many side missions. But, yeah, but they're all stuck at the end. Uh, so I'm now adding, I'm just making chapter one as epic as chapter four. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've, I've not been, the story, but... I've been dipping this. in and out of the Falconeer uh, since it came out, and I, I did finish it, and uh, I can't really, we can't get spoilers here, but you're right. The game becomes another game towards the end, <laughs> and it's just like, wait, where's this come from? I don't remember. Honestly, Thomas, I was yelling at you, sorry, for saying, I didn't sign up to this, <laughs> and it wasn't negative. It was just like... Wait, I was been doing this leisurely because the first chapter does is completely. Um, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to teach you this. I mean, it's 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 basically giving you a perspective like this is what this world used to be like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's going to go south. You, you, we're going to talk about this later on in the show, but um, it, it's going to go south. But I just love the the fact that it it, it takes you on such an extraordinary journey. And it isn't. This game is a great model of. It's not about the destination. It's about how you got there, and the feeling of the the feeling, extraordinary feeling I got of of um, you know attainment of actually you know I done I did the thing. I I I, I think I, I, I think that's I think that's the so it, and it might seem like I hated how I made it, it no, but no. I, I did instinctively want it. So there's this section halfway through. Chapter one, which is bloody halfway through, where you yeah. meet uh, the spy master who gives you a hint that there's more going on, yeah. and that's the first time the storyline even picks up. Uh, uh, interestingly enough, uh, I always intended her to, you know, only appear at the ending of chapter, two, you know, take all these side stories and these different perspectives, and then once you get to meet her up close, she's okay. She's been manipulating, and there's there's a lot more going on that's coming together, and then. Uh, the fact, the fact that you're at at a sort of a, 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 a you know, which turns into leisurely walks, turns into a marathon, turns into an end sprint at the end. Uh, it's uh, I look at it; it's very me, you know. it's reflective of the creator. Absolutely, that's all. It is. It's, yeah, it's so. It's it's such a. Uh, it's such. It, it, well, it's very representative on how I made it, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the enthusiasm yeah. and the over excitement, and then that sort of a, a sort of piece, then a, a middle section where you're just, you know, uh, afraid you don't have enough content, and then at the end, you know, ah, oh, no, what, what, shit, I need to go to get to climax this motherfucker, uh, and that's uh, so. It's a, like I said, it's a very expressive game about uh, uh, how I went through it. So it's it, that uh, the the story itself, the themes. And if you so you have this political story, which is about you know people being stuck and trying to get out of any cycle of you know relationship or whatever you know uh, the bad things that happen in life usually happen again and again until you try to rest yourself through it, and that's often emotionally, if not physically, violent. Mm. Uh, um, that is one story, and then the, for for many people, they thought that uh, that's a very cold story. Uh, and and the game is very cold in a sense because there's no heroes. Well, we get into the design bits of it. Uh, so there's a coldness and a harshness and a distaste of heroics and you know, bleakness to it. So yeah, I I'll, 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 I like that. But that the uh, underneath that, if you explore the world, there's a much more 
telling tale about a family falling apart and each going off to form the factions basically that are at each other's throat or you know it's not that they're at the throat they're just uh, entwined in health unhealthy ways yeah uh uh, and how that gets to be, which is, you know, uh, so there's 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 all these layers I wanted to add, and uh, yeah, it's a, so um, uh, it's well, it's a weird beast. Yeah, my first question, my first design question, is that we've skirted around this and we talk about this a little bit, but let's just focus on it now because I found the combat in the Falconer relies heavily on positioning and where you start out versus your adversary. I found that when I'm engaging, this is certainly in the first chapter, later on it becomes a different thing, but one of the things it does, most area of combat games really uh, uh, emphasise this, but I want to know what you did with the Falconer to explain to the player that where you are relative to the your opponent is really important. And by the way, you're in a three-dimensional space, so you can attack them from below or from above, which is even better. Um, what do you? What have you done... Do you think with the Falconer to educate to to encourage the player to like don't don't charge them in playing chicken it doesn't work. <laughs> so uh, yeah, now if you play chicken, you will die. And even yeah, though yeah. in the recent patches, I've I've toned down the difficulty quite a bit for the first chapter, and yeah. every bird is ten percent faster, so there's a little bit more of an even playing field. Um, uh, so I get pretty obsessed by certain topics, uh, but not properly obsessed. So. I'll, I enjoy diving into things for a little bit. So uh, I've always enjoyed air. I love air combat games. Okay. Uh, it's also part of me was, you know, uh, when I'm going to make this game and I'm going to make it in a genre that was important to me growing up, which I enjoyed, which gave a sense of freedom and a sense of heroics uh, that not many games gave me. It's something I, I felt I lost perhaps, you know, which if you play The Witcher or you know God of War, it's very such a leap from you know you're in a rinky dinky airplane and that repetitiveness. Uh, you know, that's where it's, if you play any, you know, if you play uh, what did they say, Ace of the Pacific or Red Baron, there's only like six different enemies, yeah. and you can still play it for twenty hours because that's yeah, yeah. war. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's another mission, it's another Spitfire. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. that's World War II still. Um, so uh, uh, I, I, I I I enjoy. When I was making the Falconer, I had this, uh, I don't know where I got it from, but uh, uh, this uh, Top Gun-esque scene of the flight instructor, some documentary I might have shown, showing you how energy works in air combat. So yes. if, if you, potential energy. So if you, if, you die, if you fly up to an enemy, you lose all your potential energy and you lose the opportunity to exploit uh, your speed or your precision and get into a good position because you know you have no energy to do so whereas you've come down you dive up and you go you retain your speed and you, you have much more options uh i do i i enjoyed that a lot so i when i make it together that I, let's have a, a simplified arcade mechanism to do it uh, and it literally, I just I, I, the way I would, I just get these visions of uh, no, not vision is big. I did, you know, 
this imagination bit where I see this flight instructor explaining this because I've seen it on Discovery Channel a thousand times or something, you know. And I, or I read the Red Baron uh, from Dynamics, uh, the, a really old game, but came with uh, with a a, a, a a book this big. Yeah, yeah. And it had yeah. the history of air combat. It had yeah. quotes by all the famous aces, a list of aces. Uh, uh, you know, uh, how many horsepower does this version have? And the six years later or three years later, the Mark IV Spitfire. It's an insane, uh, but it had all these, you know, Immelmans and 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 all these yes, maneuvers and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so how can I simplify that and not make not make like War Thunder or any re- or, or uh, how do you call it Storm of Vic, which is our you know really militarized flight sim? Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. but do retain that potential energy idea. So uh, I I came up with that bar where you if you dive down you gain energy. And yes. I'll represent it in an energy bar. Yes. And if you go up, you'll lose that energy. Yes. I'll just I just started with that, yeah. um, and then I made some. You know, I loved uh, Zelda was the last game I played, so I'll have borrow from that. I made little updrafts that give you a boost of energy, so you yeah. can look out in the world and yeah. get uh, blown up. Yeah. Uh, so that was my initial idea because it was a bird and it didn't have propulsion. No. And there is, if you look at eagles or falcon, well, especially these bigger birds of prey. Yeah. Uh, You'll have to look. You're supersizing a falcon, but it's, it's you know it's a giant bird of prey. They use thermals. Uh, they're they're all about conserving energy. Yeah. So that thing fighter pilots do is that is how you know uh, if you look at any bird on the cliffs flies. They're looking at the updrafts and they're yeah. you know they're not spending and they they cra- travel across the world being able to do that and they accelerate and so so I thought that if you're a bird if you're you're not a bird you're if you're riding a bird that is your stamina in a way yeah it's the energy get so that that i thought well it's it's interesting it's different i like doing things differently mm-hmm. and then at some point in development i made that roll maneuver yeah, uh, yeah and then yeah. and then okay but that's going to cost you your potential energy yeah so that yeah, yeah. that 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 cemented the idea well if, if you start high you gain all this energy then you can do all these fancy rolls and roll around and flip but if you're coming up you don't have this energy and you can just do these slow turns and you're stuck in sort of uh, uh, yeah. a flapping mode yeah. um uh, came about and it, it, it's it's something when i took it to pucks for the first time really uh, not much confidence in it i thought well it's probably going to be the first thing i scrapped and a lot of people were intrigued by it, and were it was adding something. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a a lesson. It's not for everybody, and it is, but it is. I find myself sometimes going fuck, fuck, fuck when I'm playing uh, or testing. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Why did I get this bird? It has no fucking energy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so and I do get that uh, as well. But then I think, well, that's if if that is if you leave all those stuff, stuff there's very little. Yeah, uh, it's 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 something that adds a little bit of depth to what depth to what otherwise a very arcadey flight experience or very smooth flight experience. Let's put it like that. Yeah. So in summary, uh, then I'll have to say that the way you teach the player how to engage in combat and how to, how to move is about movement and understanding how the bird flies. The bird is not a speeder on Hoth, okay? It's not anti-grav, yeah. okay? Because anti-grav is not even a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you fly with one of these, I'm not using this. No. no. We're only using this. Exactly. There's, no, so, there's no accelerator. There's no throttle. 
There isn't. Yeah. I haven't got any propulsion. And I mean, the antithesis, I always think of that, the antithesis of flight is the propulsive craft in Star, in Star Wars. They're not flying. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah they're, they're just hovering. <laughs> they're just hovering. So, uh, and then, so that was, I think that was, for that, because I am, you know, the first, so for me, when like you talk about growth, is the first thing I learned was making 3D images through 3D software. Right. The second learn- right. thing was I would learn. So first I was a 3D artist, and then I learned I could animate them yeah, to yeah. make them sort of alive. Yeah. And the third thing, so that's the second thing I learned. And the third thing was I'll program them so I can control them and they can respond, and then they're truly alive, <laughs> uh, which is where I wanted to be at. So the nice. animation, and so the the I, I I don't know how long I spent on it, but uh, a good six seven months just figure out how to how to have this bird fly the way I. Uh, thought it would be enjoyable, but would feel like a bird. Like and a bird, it, it is yeah. dead slow and stuff like that. And if you yeah. break it, just uh, but it, it it has a sense of you know uh, it's it's different and it it fits. And it, if you flick it with the, the wing motion, it does for me feel like you're flying a bird. Mm. Uh, I for some I found that really important. <laughs> So and still- you said, well, you explain to players. I, yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't explain much in the game to players. <laughs> no. uh, 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 and that's great. That's I'll, fine. That's fine. That's great. I don't think uh, you should. But, uh, people ask, why? why? Well, I said, look at me. Okay, so there's no narrative designer. There's no yeah. okay, well, <laughs> publishers, but there's nobody here. No. It's, and yeah. uh, I'd rather spend an hour making more content than I'd spend 10 hours doing fucking tutorials. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's the <laughs> thing on earth to make. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I said, well, but, uh, it, uh, if there's ever more Tomasala games in this vein, I think people will realize, okay, it's going to be hugely original, <laughs> probably pretty bleak and dark, beautifully looking, uh, and it will have really shitty explanations. So, let's- uh, so uh, yeah, no hand. There's very little hand. There is mechanics people don't figure out. Oh, you can catch fish? Well, really, what do you do? You, you eat them, and they give a buff. Never explained. No, uh, no, you discover it, and that's brilliant. I love more and more games are doing it these days that you just discover them. And I mean, I knew, well, about, I, I, I knew about the fish because there's a power up you could buy it. Like, what? You yeah, can, there is. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can eat the fish. Oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's and so it's it's, it's uh, I, and I do like that myself. But I think it's 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 a masochistic or not? Uh, uh, it's. It, uh, um, if you if you juxtaposition that to a, a huge triple A game, there is teams of player heat mapping movements of the their testing audiences. Yes, you play one of these games, the experience is you know it's like it's like honey, it's like so smooth. You know, you look in the right spot and something comes crushing through the trees. You look to the other side and friends coming by because it's all the cues. Everything's it's it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, 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 and that, that is that is amazing because it you know you just you sit back and you you get and then uh, oh yeah you take the falconer and it just says well uh, let's pretend it's the, 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 the time this guy was growing up and you're gonna have to do some work to get into the game yeah uh, yeah and that's true yeah that's the same with you know uh, the people that play through the first two chapters that come on Discord and we've had a lot of discussions so well then. At the end of chapter two, there's like a, a, a big thing, and, going, yeah. and all of them, are, what, 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 what the, f-? yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> what the fuck, what, 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 what are we doing? Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, I, and, 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 and sometimes I think, well, yeah, but 
you know, the fact that you plotted along for those two chapters and not knowing that what it was going to lead up to, yeah. uh, and then you get to, it makes it more powerful and interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. But it it mm-hmm. took some effort. Yeah. Um, so I so, think that's. Um, uh, just to move on yeah. to the next question is I want to talk about progression. So the progression right. in the Falconeer, and there is a, uh, a definite progression. You your your character correction, the current character you're seeing the world through is progressing and creating and adding things to their bird and adding weapons and becoming stronger and etc. It's um it's quite initially in first chapter one and chapter two certainly quite leisurely. Um, did you deliberately design? The uh, I would have thought yes is the answer to this question, but how tell us the design of the progression. Oh no, this uh, okay. So, um, uh, I I have to go back to the so because because I'm saying it's not designed. Well, it's designed, but it's not. uh, Well, the concept uh, of it, how it was, you know, so so I think George R. R. Martin. I I I keep going. They said there's two kinds of writers. There's architects and there's gardeners. Uh, 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 I'm definitely not an architect, so I don't, I'm a gardener. I'll just see what happens and I'll adjust, change, iterate. Uh, so, but there's no giant sheet on my wall anywhere, no, or no, book, no, no. or I mean, it's, with, it's, with, there's not even spreadsheet. I fucking hate spreadsheets. <laughs> I hate all of that. I hate writing down anything. So I it's forget just evolved. It became. It, it just evolves. Uh, so right. uh, the the were you know that there's better weapons. I think is the last thing I did, and I'll I will I will remedy that with more interesting, diverse weapons. Uh, I'm thinking about having you know like a, a missile and have, have a good, I've got, We've gone all the way to lasers. Let's have you know a nice missile anime missile bloom yeah. <laughs> come from the back of the bird or something. Maybe something you carry. Yeah. Uh, but the, the um, in games, I, so there is a very so it's not a moral game. In the sense, it's not trying to teach you. It's make trying to sort. I I do it's everything I do. It's just I do. I'll, I'll do something else the next day. So forgive me if it's not the best teaching. If it, but it wants you to think about certain things uh, in get not just about you know uh, wanting to be free and all the you know the the, the but uh, about games itself. So um, I you know uh, so the. In games, you always want to be get better at something. Right. You always kind of get it stronger. Uh, so in the Falconeer, the first thing I, I came over, I just woke up, said, "Okay, it's going to be like those derbies, those horse races from you know the turn of the century or uh, you know, like hundred years ago, uh, where people would put peppers in the ass of the bird, inject the first steroids, uh, uh, waste the uh, not the bird, the horses. You know, they they uh, not give enough food so that they're light and." Uh, if they if they if they you know broke a leg they got shot, uh, but you know people uh, then they got the fastest horses uh, in those you know uh, derbies how do you call it those yeah, yeah. Um, so I imagine if I'm going bleak I'll go super bleak uh, the people in this world if you want to upgrade your bird it's going to cost come at an emotional cost because it's uh, I don't know why so I just thought it up and I made it so. Uh, the mutagens you buy around actually sicken your bird. If you read the description, not many people do, but it will say something like uh, uh, this: you know, mutagen uh, hyper hyper. How do you call it? It, um, it stresses out the uh, adrenaline system of the bird, so it's always in a constant state of fight or flight, making it much more agile. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
and another one is that it makes you burn thinner and 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 way less, so it's faster. So uh, none of these things are uh, super. And you can see the portrait of the bird; it'll get veiny and its eyes start to pop uh, if you inject a lot of mutagens. And some of the mutagens you can't remove because they're like you know deadly or lethal. Yeah. Um, I did that. So you, you can upgrade the bird because you need to end your uh, more classical leveling system I added later because it was it was a bit harsh. Uh, but I, I just had a f- <laughs> fun making that, yeah, putting yeah. it in. And, and honestly, just uh, see what happens. Uh, and, and, and what... what uh, so that is the progression itself. It's mostly, you know, practically it's working with the QA stuff at wire production to say, well, it's too hard. It's too right. easy, too hard. Right. Yeah. Balancing things out. So there's, there, there's a lot of that. Uh, and in the end, uh, I got sick. Uh, I got COVID. Oh, sorry, a couple of days after the press uh, code game went out, and that right. featured a horribly aggressive AI due to a uh, you know, like I said, flick the wrong switch when building it. Right. Uh, we fixed it before launch, but there's lots of reviews going. It's it's like lethal the first chapter, and you get shot. Uh, <laughs> so some balancing went went a wall, and we fixed it later. But uh, right. uh, uh, it is a fairly you know. Uh, but there is there is bits in there where uh, the upgrading itself is is trying to dissuade you to upgrade, you know. And then yeah. the, the lady the lady who's who's when you die uh, who's talking to you says, uh, "Yeah, is that what heroes do? No, really, yeah. You yeah, just need no. to be better to be a hero." So there's yeah. there's some it's I don't know if it's moralized. Well, it's, there's some moralizing. I don't think it's yeah. doing it well, but there is some some and it is about you know the the simplicity. It is a uh, uh, a little critique mm. on how we view heroism in great games. I I love that because you need yeah. to be better because that's yeah. triggering all your you know endorphins. I learned something new. I am better because I yeah. shot this end <laughs> ball. I learned it better. This is our addiction to games. Is we it's it's triggering our self. This is why a lot of people don't realize it's triggering our self improvement. Yeah architecture of the brain to yeah. learn and to get better at something better. and that's our reward it's not getting the you know people going and it's because you got a gift no fucker it's <laughs> about you you won something it's yeah. you know it's yeah. the reward it's the winning yeah uh, uh so that is you know so there's that again this you know if you're trying to make a game to, there is that you know you always got to get back that is the core of making a game uh, and overcoming all the challenges. Yeah. Uh, but it is leading to a very, you know, limited path of what a hero is. You know, it's always the most buffed, overpowered uh, yeah. individual, especially yeah. in the end game. And it is so in the Falconeer, you know. And, and, yeah. and I, but there is, um, which I don't mind. I think if you take up all the chance, all the upgrades, and you do a little bit of grind, by the time you get to chapter four, you're you're basically an airborne god. Should you? Yeah. Die. <laughs> It's a uh, power trip, but it's lovely. I want to go, go on to the next this quick this query because I want to talk about the world of the Falconeer because we've danced around right. this as well, and uh, it's the Great Ursi. And from my perspective, I believe this world is doomed. It's dying, if not already dead. Oh, it's it's, it's severely damaged. Yeah, it is. It what so no, I. I the thing I, I love most, as I, I think in another age I'd be a landscape painter uh, and, and uh, like the moody landscapes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Arts painted, you know, glaciers falling in the water or, you know, those weird sort of mentally disturbed landscapes. Uh, I love doing those and they are always a representation on how I feel, you know, and right. what I wake up with. Okay. Um, uh, so I, I think if I go back to the beginning, it's like I, I want to make a game in which landscapes are important. 
I will yeah. do it in a gameplay that that uh, shows that, and then with well, that might be the gameplay I loved growing up. That's oh, flying around through landscapes, uh, add a little bit of conflict, and there's the falconeer. So those landscapes of the Ursi is 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 it is a broken world, and it's mm. a, a world that inherently damaged itself. Yeah, and it keeps damaging itself. Yes, uh, that is there is no. You know, environmental. There's no lessons about. You know, it's not a water world about. You know, collapsing no. their ecosystems. No. It is about you know, uh, damaging uh, the world around you because you believe something or you are stuck in a certain way of thinking and fuck the consequences. Yeah, because uh, people then, they don't seem to care. They don't seem to that, understand um, the consequences of their actions. <laughs> They don't seem to catch it. Well, the, the mentor order is, you know, they're sort of wrangling these people to yes. get to a certain point. Yes. Uh, and they're manipulating them. Everybody knows this is how happening. And once you do that, people, uh, you know, will feel constrained and uh, will try to lash out and say, well, fuck it. I don't want this. I don't know where you're going, but I, I, you yeah. know, I'm not yeah. going to see it. My kids aren't going to see it. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is interesting enough, a little bit the world we live in nowadays. Yeah, no. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, like I said, everything that comes in, I watch TV and comes out in the game I make. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, and visually, there are stuff like the mall, and there's these scars and uh, the water that opens up uh, for the temple. So there is the uh, the world was a lot more interesting, but then you know, they didn't turn it into anything good. Um, and that's it's the it's the. Like I said, when I, uh, I'll, I'll, so I'll explain how I work a little bit. Is uh, when I first made the first demo, I had this golden sunset, which is still in the sun, and it's everything is red, orange, and yellows, and there's this bird flying around. Yeah, I think the video is still on YouTube, uh, and it's 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 like the it's like wow, it's so aspirational, it's so journey, it's so wonderful, and it, and. It, Okay, so I saw it. I did. I thought, wow, that's that that's great. And then my little voice down here goes, eh, "Fuck it, uh, <laughs> that's too pretty." Uh, and he goes, "Okay, we'll need, we'll need, we'll need, we'll need something to offset that. Mm. We'll need, you know, we're not. I mean, you're not going to make Zelda. Look at you. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so there's this positive. So I needed something really dark. And I already had with working with the ocean. And said, I, I need the ocean to be. Uh, dark and eve not evil but it's it's foreboding. the place you're going yeah you're foreboding it's the place yeah. where you when you're trying to fly away but it's the place you're always drawn back to it's the yes. place you always have to go down into to figure out the secrets and it's not never going to let you go it's like it's reaching up and trying to grab you from yeah. flying away yeah. which is you know that wonderful which is the you know the core image i started from that's you know what, what the, the situation you get stuck in and then you know uh uh getting out can be violent or but it will mean confronting that whatever is trying to you know within yourself hold on to how do you going to grab you down and keep you know we all make our own prisons basically and you've definitely uh, uh, answered the the second but the, the core question which i had is how is this world you believe influenced the the design or the you know, what ended up the falconer being and you've answered that by saying well the sea and the the, the the actual world you created forces the player to constantly manage and say no you need to get away from the sea even though it wants to drag you in it needs to you need yeah to it's, away. it's and it's I, wonderful I, yeah yeah that, well, i think that's and that's why some of the you know choice of it's always a struggle you know mm. it's, it's never uh well it's not 
uh, and then you don't want people to be frustrated. But there's always it's that feeling. Uh, and then there's you know on top of that, if you look at the landscapes, um, they are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. They are. With and uh, they they have that you know that damaged feeling and mm. you know trying to. Uh, and then there is uh, serene beauty in it. Um, uh, that is, they're all, they're all old relics of something. We can't go on they're all, about that, but they are they're like relics of a past that these people can't remember. And it's like, yeah, it's so sad because something was amazing it, it, here. On this yeah. Something was amazing, but it it destroyed itself. And, and you it, find it, out later yeah. on why why it happened. But, it, yeah. it, it tore itself apart, and and and, yeah. and it's um, it is uh, you know. Um, but it's there's a beauty in that. It's it's, it's sort of uh, you know, uh, I, I, for me, I, 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 I so the, that combination it has that you know story which I can intellectually analyze also within myself where it comes from, why I made it that way, and then it's beautiful, uh, uh, which that combination makes it for me when I play it. Even if I'll I'll take breaks for a little bit and then I, well, I'll just work on it and not not actually play it. That sounds really weird. Uh, where I can't touch what I've made, but uh, then you go, go, yeah, it's there's a, a beauty to it. I think that's that's an achievement I did not expect mm. to have happened. I think that's also where uh, where people get attracted to it, or you know, it sticks with, and you know, like because uh, uh, it does have that. Uh, I'd, I'd say it's something human where you can see it's like another person made this, and that's. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I I I make fun fun music is the highest art. I I, I you know that's yeah. I'd love to be a musician and then everybody would get what you're trying to say. You know everybody would. Yeah. You, you know we all have ears. Uh, <laughs> and then the stuff I make requires you to do an insane amount of silly things for an insane amount of hours to get a sense of that human connection. But it's there. So for me that's a. Or at, at least, yeah, no, that's what people tells me. But I can see it happening. I think that's 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 uh, a special outcome I was hoping for, and to see it happen is, you know, uh, weird in a wonderful yeah. kind of. The story of the falconer is told from a retrospective point of view, as you play someone who's trying to find a solution to a problem they're currently involved with, and they're seeking answers from their ancestors. This is what I interpret from what's going on. Um, how did this concept come about? Where, where, where did you get? Why? Why did you take the player away from ownership of the single person and say, "No, I'm going to throw you into these different roles of these different people and seeing a story play out and the con- and the consequences of how that story ended." Um, what did you I, I get think- that from? I think for for people to, to briefly answer, it's very much like uh, StarCraft or WarCraft, you know, the strategy games where you okay. swap. Yes, so I think that's 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 it's sort of similar ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I think it's twofold. So one of the things I I, I will pride I tell well I'm I'm good at I don't know if it's a blessing or or you know I don't know if not everybody is uh, in agreement on this. Um, I'm very good at figuring out what I can and cannot do. So there is a you know I have a long experience uh, making games. So I have a, I have a good I have a good uh, how do you call it uh, insight into where I'll get stuck. Right. So part of this is 
it's so it's twofold. So with me, it's always it's I'll come up with something and I have to think about why I'm doing it. So one is if I'd given you a single protagonist, um, uh, I think partially I wasn't ready to tell a story like that within where I was because that right. is a different skill set. So that's. Uh, and with my obsession of landscapes, I, I, so I felt something constrained in there. So that's one. The other one is to tell a, a to grow a person throughout your story requires much more balance and uh, uh, a, a, a more uh, a uh, a energy in writing uh, people, which I did not possess at the time because I was obsessed with the world. Uh, so I did, so those tools are very practical. Where something immediately, if you go down this road, you will fail. Uh, and the other was that um, um, when I was re uh, going back into the games, where uh, these war games, mm. where you know, uh, and especially these share dynamics games, where you just be, you know, this is a mission in you know 1943 over you know this atoll with this famous ace. And then you'd swap out. You're just getting a perspective of World War II uh, rather than the perspective of one, because there's not one single person that went from, you know, uh, uh, 1940 or 39 to 1945. Mm. Uh, yeah. Very few people that in, in that, you know, either survived or were forced to fight for five, well, six years. Continuing. Yeah, I mean, so, that's, so that's you, multiple tours of duty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and you only had to do two, and then and the survival yeah. rate, it's... So it's always, and that's how history works. And I love history. Yeah. So there was so those things, and I, and I looked at it. Why? Why am I hesitant to make? Because my initial story was about someone who finds a bird, you know, a son of a sailor, or you know, right. and they find a bird, and then they enter this world of falconeers, uh, which I think would have been much more universal. Yeah, uh, and would have gotten uh, fewer people like yourself. Yeah, I played it, and then what the fuck? They have that moment yeah. where expectations are, uh, but it would have been clear on you know what kind. And I think it would give that would have been more uh, easily. It would have been a more accessible game mm -hmm. for it. But I think it would have been a better story. It would have matched uh, my. It would have been the, well. It wasn't the story I told. So uh, in that sense, it doesn't matter. It's it. Uh, but it was there was so many forces in me preventing me to do that. Yeah, uh, and it's it's uh, yeah. Sometimes well, yeah, might be interesting. Might might still do it. But um, what's there is such a, a weird. You know, like I said, I had no idea it co would come out like the way it's come out That's for better or for worse. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's it is a strange beast, and in that sense. Uh, uh, that is an, that is a weird achievement to have created something that's idiosynchronous or whatever. It's 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 weird. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's wonderful that uh, the Falconer gives so much in that you think you you think you got it. These are the really good games, the ones, the games you think, oh, I've got this, I understand this, and then it goes, no, you don't, <laughs> and it just pulls the rug out of you. Like, no, you think you got this? No, here's this new thing. This complete everything I've just told you, you've trained yourself and experienced in this game. This thing is just like, oh yeah, oh wait, I can't do the thing I've been doing for the past ten hours. No, nope, doesn't work anymore. I need to do something else. Yeah. You need to well, think. Yeah. And that's that's good. That's one of the it is, it, 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 it is thing. good. But it, it is, you know, um 
uh, I do think that uh, you know it, it it is a game. <laughs> if if I'd sat sat next to every player for thirty minutes and explained some of the uh, what they were about to experience, might have uh, a, a increased amount of player that would get that sensation. But still, uh, that you know you don't. I knew going in all the things I did with you know uh, upgrading my you know having a moral as or an emotional aspect to it or dev- yeah. there there was one reviewer. Who said who it 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 put him off all the combined you know also the shooting bird on birds shooting and then the yeah. glumness and the dark it just gave him an emotional whammy mm-hmm. that made him detach from the game. I had a nice Twitter conversation. Said yeah yeah I completely you know wasn't an I, I not uh, he said it was one of his hardest reviews he'd ever have to read. I said well it wasn't a hard easy game to to make right. it was a hard <laughs> game to make uh, and. Uh, you make it to have an impact. It, in yeah. that sense, I'm not. I I I probably say I I I feel I'm an artist, or I am an artist. I will call myself an artist, not a yeah. game artist, yeah. just yeah. making art because uh, you want to impact something. And that can be, you know, if that, you know, if my distress or my distaste for certain things translate, and they they force you not to play the game. I am fine with having that, you know. I knew that going on in that you're going to lose people, but if, you know, uh, I'd rather not lose them because the interface is frustrating or, you know, the mouse controls suck, uh, which I did for a bit. Uh, uh, but I don't mind if it emotionally rubs you the wrong way because it rubbed you, you know, you have. No, that's you've got a reaction. That's what matters. You got a reaction. That's, that's yeah. right. I mean, you can, so, you, can, uh, you can sit there and play FIFA all you like, but, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, don't, it's, don't, yeah, don't play game by me, but, uh, uh uh, uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, the Falconer is developed by Thomas Salas and uh, published by Wired Productions. Is out currently out on Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S, which I have played a Series X version. I understand the Windows PC version is on its way or is out. Or... Oh, it's out on Steam. It's out it on Steam. It is out on Steam. It is out on yeah. Steam. Yeah, it said it, it is. Uh, and now I'll make the note. It's, uh, uh, it does have full mouse and keyboard controls. Yeah, uh, but to make that work, I did have to take change some of the fundamental mechanics, which changes the balancing and the challenge of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would recommend it, and we put it on the Steam page. It's it's there is years of development on this on Flight Stick and Gamepad. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it's not something. Uh, so I'll, I'll so when you play it, if you have one of the these or yeah, these yeah, on Steam, yeah, it will yeah. be a better game. Yeah, and it's yeah, not about four yeah. ports. It's just, uh, like I said, it's a very uncompromising game. It doesn't use any textures anywhere in the menus and stuff. It's weird from the get-go, uh, and I'll, I'll, uncomfor- I'll not compromise on you know, on that. No, I mean, I've, uh, I've, I've had a controller plugged into my PC for actual decades. So if a game supports it in, in, in you know, Wing Commander, for example, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to I, I think it. for people... <laughs> Who've played flight games and yeah. uh, I, know, I, know, I know there's people who know that even with on the Xbox of what it's inverted, the controls are inverted yeah, like yeah, yeah. like a regular airplane game, yeah. uh, and it's weird, you know. And the camera, you can swivel the camera and then you can lock the camera to a target, but it doesn't help you aim. No, those no. are pretty old school airplane conventions, just yeah. helping you track what the guns are on your plane. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 it's, it's uh, it it holds to all these, uh, yeah, air combat convent or, or uh, let's yeah. say, uh, um, I the lexicon now the the well, the language of yeah. these games, yeah. 
conventions. Uh, I mean, vocabulary. That's yeah, right. Vocabulary, it's, it holds yeah. the vocabulary of that. It diverges in places. Uh, and, it, and if you're used to that, that's all fine. But there's, you know, it's a genre that's been dead since 2006 or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, except for militarized, highly realistic flight sims. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and now and, and, games have been back for four or five years. And it's, they, say yeah, it's combat. It's a, they say it's combat and stuff. And, yeah, so it's 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 uh, uh, I don't know if it's a revival for genre, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but and it's it's like it's available on all uh, PC and Xbox. Yeah, uh, yeah, PC and Xbox and, and um, as well. So nice, nice. So Thomas, it's been wonderful having you on the show. And yeah, thanks for having me. You've been a great guest. Been very open and honest about your creation process, and really appreciate it. And you're more than welcome. To come back to chat about what next you eventually release after the Falconeer. Um, well, we're going to talk about all the extra content that's coming. Indeed, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, again, thank you very much. And then, but until then, thank you very much. No problem. Cheers. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Canaan Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash Canaan Rinse for early, extended and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube and at our website, canaanrinse.com.